five, five, four, four, three, three, two, one, one. If you need help, hang up and then dial your operator. Oh God! Oh God! Oh God! Are we on the air? <laughs> Not every aisle. It's your girl, comedian Tamika Monroe. I need something to put me in the mood, nigga. In the words of my grandma, if she don't fit your comb, don't bring her home. Her home. I liked it. I liked it. I liked it. I'm not about to play, man. I mean, I can feel my soul. I'm soul. Love in this. I use that voice as a strip club. Alright, what's good, baby? Alright, what's good, baby? There we go. Bring it down. Bring it down. Bring it down. the show it's the righteous and ratchet show it's your girl comedian timmy come on bro and it's your boy explicit roadie and the one and only follow fresh hey i think you're gonna be able to hear him this week look that was just the editing <laughs> problem right look, it was already too late most people had already heard it before i had heard the comments and i was just like oh, i can't believe that was how it came out but Yes. Well, first of all, one thing we want to do is we want to shout out everybody who's checked out our show. We've only been rocking for two weeks, and already we have got a good amount of listeners, and and we're starting to get our reviews in. So shout out to everyone. If you have not already checked us out, um, if you have checked us out and you love us, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell that friend to tell a friend. You know what I mean? Yes, please tell everyone about us and spread the word and just keep rocking with us. Like, we really appreciate y'all, like, for real. Like, follow us on social media, too. Yeah, social media. Comedian Tamika Monroe, what's yours, buddy? Uh, On Instagram, it is um, explicit comedy, and explicit is X, P, L. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) X, P, L, I, C, I, T. Look at the table. We signed our signatures here, damn it. (laughs) Like, <laughs> listen, y'all. Wait, that's the first part of passing the test is putting your name on it. Let me pass some drinks. You ain't gonna be judging me. Uh, hey, no judgment here. No. Foul, cause uh, a drink is warranted. Yes, we're drinking on a Sunday. Yes, y'all. Oh, um, why are y'all drinking? We're drinking because we had a stressful ass week. Uh, we had a stressful ass week gearing up for the show. Yes. Um, it was actually the both of our first show of the year. Yes. My first show in a year. Ooh, and you um, killed it. Oh my God. Thank you, man. Like y'all understand like the type of panic attacks I was having like for the past two weeks. Like I'm not like no cap. I was stressing out so much for this show because I just hadn't performed in a while. Yeah. That I literally didn't I, I wrote my set like the night before. Let me tell you, it's backstage, which I book. I was like, look at my son. He's over there studying. Oh, my gosh. But you were getting in your element, and I loved it. Yeah, you see, I told you I always isolate myself before I get on. I'm like, don't talk to me. I need to focus. (laughs) 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 I Like, seriously. I'm the same way. Like, when I go and perform, I don't want to fuck with nobody. I want to be by myself. I don't want to drink. You know, I do want to do things to help relax my mind. But, you know, besides that, I don't want to social with people, socialize. Yeah, I, I can't do it. I am in a corner. I'll say hello to everyone and introduce myself to kind of get a feel for the audience. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. Like, I won't, yeah. I'm not the mingler. Yeah, you know? it's just, you know, I think especially as a comedian, because we use so much of our brain and emotions while performing. Like, I don't, I usually, like, I need the whole day to myself. Like, I need to make sure that I'm rested. Yes. I need to make sure that, you know, I'm not emotionally drained. Did like, you take a nap before the show? I took like a um, a quick nap because I have been up all day. Yes. So I took oh my a, god. Um, I literally um, before like once I got off the phone with y'all, like I completely barricaded my room, told everybody to get out, closed you know blinds, and just put myself on so I can get in my headspace. Yes. Then, yes. Yeah. Well, the good thing is, is we've already booked another show. Yes, we did. Um, y'all make sure y'all come see us if you are in Colleen, Texas. Colleen, Texas, we are headed your way. Um, the show is going to be on February 29th. I don't have all the details. I'm so sorry. We literally just got booked yesterday. So um, 
Follow yeah. us on social media. If you follow us on social media, you'll be able to get everything in real time. Yes. And click that notifications button so you can see each and every time. That, yes. You know, not only when we have a new episode, but when we may be in your city. Yes, because we're trying to make this thing go pretty much viral, motherfucker. Like, we're trying to be around everybody. Be like, you dig. You're trying to be everywhere. Oh, yeah. My social media handle is at Dope Boy Fresh. That's on Twitter. And y'all can find us all on That Ratchet Show on all platforms. Yup, yup, yup. Thank you. Thank you so much for giving us yours. <laughs> 37 minutes later. <laughs> I'll just lay, I'll just lay, I'll just lay. I swear, man. You but, know what? One of these days, I'm just going to burst through this defensive line that y'all put up and just be like, you know what? I got to say something. This is going <laughs> to put my foot down. You know what? Comedians are always like rushing to say something, though. <laughs> like, sure. even, I think, especially with us being comedians, it's like, it's we're naturally trying to banter with each other. Yes. Yeah. And the great thing is even better that it does come naturally. You know, at the end of the day, you know, I'm not trying to steal the thunder or the show from y'all. You don't even talk. <laughs> you, you are the damn thunder. You, you know, no, you know, no. Uh, that you know, that's a that's a little inside tip to later on. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, you is oh. Well, we'll I caught see. that. I see where you're going in. Uh, well, tree. yeah. So the show, um, overall, it was it was a great time. Definitely a great time. But one thing we wanted to get into was comedy etiquette, because oh, yeah. I don't think everybody knows about comedy etiquette, Mm-mm. or that there's an etiquette to be followed in comedy. Yep. There is a, it's a certain type. It's so, it's, you're not going to see Beyonce. You're not, it's not, it's not musical. Like, mm-hmm. comedians, like, it's, 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 it's so different from any other type of art form. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And in order for things to work, things have to go a certain way. Yes. Every, everybody has to be on the same page. Like, you're rear, Really, we all have to be there for each other. Like, and know our roles. Yeah. Even once I'm done off stage, I'm as soon as I get off the next performance, what you need me to do? You all right? I'm I'm in first row. Would you you know what I'm saying? Like Yes, we, yes, we, absolutely. Ha- you know, and one of the biggest things is like um, because I you know, I have a little bit of hosting experience and stuff like that. Um, just make sure if you are hosting or anything, You host. You host and remember that in comedy timing is everything. Literally. This is not the time to freestyle. This is not eight mile. This is not wilding out. Definitely ain't no damn wilding out. Okay. You got to get up there, which you got to know your timing. You got to connect with the people and you have to be considerate of not only your audience's attention span. Yes. But your performance as well. I want to chime in on that. You know, I was watching, um, I think it was like laugh tracks or something like that on TV. And then like every comedian has like, you know, enough time to tell maybe one joke. And, you know, when I see a lot of open mics and I see a lot of, like, other performances, you know, I'll be like, okay, I want someone to, you know, have a little bit more time. Like, if I was to go out there and go on stage, I want to have a little bit more time. But what I started to realize, though, is that, honestly, I mean, I think comedy is better when you have quick, quick comedians giving their best shit right there at that point. Absolutely. And that the people actually actually going to pay attention more. And I feel like... I just feel like, I don't know, like, when it comes to shows, what do y'all feel like is, like, the best time? Like, what's the best set time? The best set time? Um, I think 10 or 15 minutes is good. Like, you know, because here's the thing. When you only have, like, three to four, that's your open mic minutes. You get three to four minutes. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. That's, like, the most stressful. That's so, so much more stressful than, like, 10 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's weird because you would think it would be the other way around. It's not enough no. room for error. It's not. It's like you have to, like, bolt it out. Ew, go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. And they all got to be hits to you because you're an artist and you're sensitive about your shit and you want to be great. So, yeah. The yeah. pressure is a lot higher to do the smallest amount of time. Yeah, it did. I remember doing my first open mic and just like being so nervous because they were very adamant. They was like, "Look, if you go over your four minutes, you will not be welcome back to the show." Yeah, it's harsh as it sounds. Yeah, it's it's serious. It's you, very serious. You have to like it's you you one wrong move. You know what I'm saying like. You can't go up there like if I'm scheduled for five minutes, you can't be like, ooh, this is going as bad as you want to. You can't yes. be like, let me go in and throw an extra two minutes. No, because you just took two minutes from someone else's set. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it And if you are a host and that is done repeatedly throughout an entire show, here's the thing. When there is a headliner, you know, in a show, the last thing you want to do is use that headliner's time. Yep. Because at that point, the headliner has the right to say, fuck all of this. This is highly fucking disrespectful. And I'm not even going to go on stage. And I still want my money. Yeah, because you, you know, they, 
I showed up, I did what I was supposed to do, or I attempted to anyway, but the time was taken. I could never, you know, and being a comedian, I know better. Mm -hmm. Like, I know you could never do that and not actually get a bad rep. Yeah, because the thing is, you know, you, as a comedian, you're... You write and you practice and you rehearse for a specific mm-hmm. time. Like I have jokes and and stories. Absolutely, you know, it, it's in a certain order. If I'm supposed to do thirty minutes and you wanna, um, in, you know, you go over that and like now I have to within thirty seconds figure out how to turn my thirty minute set into a fifteen minute set. Yes. That's a lot of stress. That's a lot of pressure. Absolutely. And you know what I'm saying? You, you, we don't have notes. We on had st- a month of preparation. Okay, we don't have notes on stage. No. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So I mean, th- that's you know, we just wanted to throw. We just that. wanted to just touch on touch on proper etiquette. You you never take anyone's time. You be very very aware. Of, of how much time you're on stage, how much time is between each act, because everything is so planned out. You know, mm-hmm. we have one person doing five minutes, one person doing 10, one, 15, one person doing 15 to 20. And between that, in a two-hour period, this is a mm-hmm. two, two to three-hour period, mm-hmm. I'm going to say more like two-hour period. So it's so important if the headliner is supposed to do 45 minutes that they don't do 12. Could you imagine if um, freaking... Um Kevin Hart asked for me to prom- um, open for him. Yes. And I was like, you know what? I know you gave me 10 minutes, but I'm having fun and I'm drunk and I'm going to do 20. Like, yes, like, people are waiting for Kevin Hart. Like, huh. it's cute to see you, boo, but, but I they're waiting for, for Kevin, Kevin Hart. Hart. Exactly. So it's like, um, just be respectable. Definitely. And especially if you're new to it, if you're new to it, if you're learning, take the moment to actually learn the profession because that's what's going to take you farther than kind of guessing the way along. So if you're interested in comedy and being a comedian, first and foremost, study the craft. Study how important time is because any comedian will tell you the jokes are good and everything, but respect in the comedy industry is a whole nother ball game. That's how you get your next gig. Trust me, because there's a lot of people that be skating through this industry and it's only because people like them. Exactly. People and they like some people actually suck, but because they're well-liked, they can get on anything. And I'm not even knocking those people. I'm just saying good personality, good vibes, um, doing something very well is what's going to get you recognized, not um, overshadowing the situation and not really being educated on it properly. So we just wanted to touch on that. Um, overall, shout out to the Midnight Laugh Therapy. Um, that was an amazing time. Uh, Didi, girl, you did your thing. Um, I definitely look forward to working with you again. Okay, yeah. One thing, too, I want to actually say, because, you know, that has nothing to do with the show, but uh-huh. you made me think about it, and it's been on my mind for a minute. Yeah. Um, this is for, like, people who are doing open mics or throwing performances, disregards, anything, like, to music, all that, okay? One thing is stop putting so many fucking acts on at the same time. Everybody don't need a shot all in the same night. Y'all do that shit about once a week. Put a set number on there. And it's yes. only a set number of people because I feel like you don't give people quality, and that's why most people can't build a fan base. That's Absolutely. my only thing. And be more diverse and welcome to other styles of comedy. Thank oh, yeah. you. Absolutely. <laughs> and yeah, like also like what you're saying, study it. Like I said, you, you have to you have to study what you you can't go into being a, a I can't be an engineer and not know the first thing about an engine. And not know what <laughs> Period. See what I'm wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Friend, friend. Wait. First of all, there's levels to this shit. There's different types of engineers. All right. You didn't and then have to take a drink. All them engineers aim up there trying to engineer an engine. An engine. I mean, Listen, that. <laughs> I'm three shots in and a glass of wine. Okay. Ooh, ooh. Oh man. Before we go into the next segment, I do want to ask. <laughs> yes. Um, how did you get into comedy, and what was your steps to get into it? Um, the first thing I did, honestly, I, it was my coworkers. They beat me up. <laughs> They're like, bitch, I sit next to you every day in this call center, bitch, and you be having me fucking dying every day. Mm-hmm. You, have you ever thought about it? And I was like, bitch, is you crazy? <laughs> I would never, because I'm so scared of the stage. I'm scared of people. Um, I even consider myself a shy person around people that I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, of course, people that know me are looking at me like, bitch, why is you lying? Mm-hmm. Like, you, there's no way that you're shy. There's no way that you're scared of the stage. But those things all apply to me. Okay, I have social anxiety in a, to an extent, but I'm, I'm good in a corner. I like to be in the background. Yeah. I'm not the person that's an attention whore. Like, yeah. I love being in the background. So um, I decided one night, you know what? I was like, y'all, if I go do it, is y'all go come see me? So they were like, yeah, girl, we'll come see you. 
So that same day, I decided, you know what? I started Googling, seeing what open mics are around, because I've never even looked at the scene on Austin. I didn't know it was a thing. I did, had no idea the first step. And I didn't know anybody who did it. So I just Googled. I found Kick Butt Coffee. Kick Butt Coffee, they um, open mics every Wednesday night. You had to be there by 7.30, sign-up sheet, and 8 o'clock the show starts. So I did it, and um, I told the story about how I was a drug dealer in high school. <laughs> and, um, yes, I was fucking El Chapo and that shit. Um, but, um, yeah, and it was great. Like, I had so much fun that I invited everyone out. Um, the very next week and was like, hey, I'm going to do it. Like, I, I just tested it out to see if I was capable and didn't throw up on stage. And I did pretty good. Like, everybody fucking laughed. So I was like, okay, cool. I invited all my friends out. I had, like, 30 people show up to an open mic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, the rest was history. Everybody loved it. And immediately they were like, this is what you were made for. Wow. Yeah. What about you? How'd you get started? Uh, me? So... I always wanted to be a comedic actor. I still want to get into acting. That's still like that's my, my thing, right? Yeah, now. that's still my goal. I'm, I'm working on. I want to work on my teeth first. Um, <laughs> I definitely, I de for real. I work on my teeth first. I want to be known with that. Invisalign first. Invisalign. <laughs> hey, my sister works at an Invisalign office. Just saying. Plug. But let me tell you, I had to get braces too. So hey. Yeah, it's, you know, I don't know. I, it was, it's just you, your personal things with yourself. You don't have to look a certain way as a comedian. You that's know what I'm true. Saying? But as an actor, like they, be, they it's hard. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, the more fucked up you look, you it, it, works, it works best for comedy. Yeah, you know? like, the more abstract you are, like... It, yeah. Abstract? Is that a way you say ugly? Thank you That's for cute. saying that in such a better way. Oh, I'm, my like, God. Like, abstract. It up with it. <laughs> I'm like, abstract. I guess so many different ways to call somebody ugly. Abstract. Oh, she just has her own face. Interesting is the best one right there for me. I'll be like, wait, don't you? That looks, that looks interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> she got her own face. You look just like your daddy, don't you? <laughs> oh, I can see it. All in the forehead. Yup. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I wanted to be an actor first. Um, mm -hmm. I was very, 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 very quiet growing up. Uh -huh. I, st I stayed in my head. I always wanted to be creative. Mm -hmm. So um, I used to think I wanted to be an artist because I used to draw all the time. Uh -huh. I used to draw all the time. Then I stopped doing that. Then I was like, oh, well, maybe I want to be a photographer. So my dad bought me a camera. I was like, don't got the patience for this. And then uh, my mom was like, well, shit, you can't do basketball. Y'all know how that story goes. <laughs> <laughs> if y'all been to his show, then you yeah. know that, how that story goes. So, yeah. So I was like, man. I So it was a show called Boy Meets World. Oh, my God. I that remember him. Very, that was a classic. Classic. Yeah. I used to. So what I used to do is I used to memorize the words, like, by heart. I used to know the whole script. And I was like, wow, I like this, I like that making people laugh part. So fast forward to that, I started doing theater out through high school. I was that that gay theater theater kid. And then, you know, you know, everybody always said, like, you should, you're funny as hell. Like uh -huh. you're a class clown. You know, even when we, we would have like work meetings, I'd be like, this is a time for me to make everybody laugh. Fuck statistics, we about to laugh. So one day, um, I was like, damn, well, maybe I should do it. And then I went to a Samore concert and fell in love. Love her. Shout out to some more, man. Shout She's out amazing. to some more. I, the, the, I so underrated. Never... No, y'all stories actually kind of remind me one thing about, mm -hmm. you know, and that's actually, you know, if you feel like you want to do it, go ahead and just jump and take the opportunity. Yeah, you yeah. got to like, try it. You'll I never had, know until you try. I had a friend uh, before I was, I was always thinking about doing comedy. I had never did it before. And I had a friend who um, basically was like, yeah, I believe you're funny. You should be able to do it. You could do it. And what ends up happening is this. He's like, yeah, if I go to your show, I'll even be up there on stage with you, you know. I'll even, you know, be a part of your act. And, you know, you know, about a, about a year ago, maybe two years ago, he actually committed suicide. Yeah. Like, one of the biggest people that actually supported, you know, that, that idea, that dream, you know. And I was just like, you know, it sucks because, like, when I wanted to do my first show, that was the first person I wanted to invite to that show. Yeah. So you, it's like... I feel like when you, if you feel like you're gonna go and do it, go out and do it. You know, I don't really do it that. You know, I'm not. I don't dabble in comedy like that because it's just at the end of the day, it's not. You never know. My first. No, show let me sucked. tell you where his where he's at. Go ahead. He's an amazing writer. Like we write my comedy. Like honestly, I gotta say, he doesn't write comedy with me necessarily. But like if I say something, he might be able to to add to it. Safari? Or if he says something, nah, I'll be able to safari. add to it, and then we create a I'm big more like, huge joke. I'm like I'm more like Ike. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, no, no, no. Kate Not Ike. Okay. <laughs> 
I would say more like put like this. It's like um, I would say it's kind of a, a a Dr. Dre and Eminem type relationship. Like you know, yeah, Dr. Like, Dre ain't writing for Eminem. Eminem's doing his own thing. But yeah. I'm pretty sure he's like, hey, M, you know, do it this way, just a little bit differently. Yeah. yeah. You did that to me the other night though, and I appreciate yeah. you have to have people in your corner. It's like, bro, that one joke you did about such and such was great, but. If you would have done it this way and da 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 da, yeah. that's what you know having friends and like creative partners are for. So yes. honestly, that's what separates some of the the top male comedians that's in the game. Like people talk about you know Kevin Hart, and you know, that's gonna be my example. They talk you know so much about having Kevin Hart, you know how funny he is and how all these these roles, and some people feel like he's not that funny. But but you know at the end of the day, behind the scenes, Kevin Hart has a whole team behind him, has a whole team yeah, of his friends and people that, writers. yeah, that are just working there and like, hey, like you're not doing this right, you're not doing this right. And I think mean, I think the other part of comedy too is life experience. Like, oh, know, it's the most more. That's like the the lifeline of my comedy, my life experiences, because I am the storytelling comedian. I'm the one who has like a million true stories that just so happen to be fucked up and funny. I envy. Um, like, you know, like I gave you all the show. So it's like, I'm the storyteller. I, I want to learn who I'm trying to learn from Brody. Um, Mr. Explicit himself mm. um, <laughs> is more like one-liner jokes because I'm a little lengthy. But I think that's why it's, and I'm not going to lie. I, I prayed to the ancestors that I would find. I don't give a fuck if it was one, two, three, four, five. I need some people that I can grow with artists, like creatively. Yes. Because I look at you on stage, I'm like, how can she, like, the, the stand-em up with this one joke? I'm like, me, when I think of a joke, I'm just like, hurry up, make them laugh. You know what I'm saying? But the, the difference between you and I, you're able to catch people's attention a lot longer. And that's mm -hmm. that's something I, I'm, you know, at, the good thing about being a comedian is you, you can continuously work on it. You can continue oh, yeah, to be better. Oh, yeah, it's an everlasting learning experience. Mm -hmm. the, the, it actually goes back up to, you know, you know, what we were talking about earlier about comedian etiquette. You have to be humble. You have to be humble and, you know, take advice, you know, from people. And know that you're a forever student. You're a forever student. And not the educator or the professional, um, the, prof the professor, I should say. You know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm so happy to be a student of comedy and um, I love the feedback more authentically. I love the feedback from the artists, I my prefer the artists, colleagues, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, because these are the people that we're in the same lane, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So I, I just love getting it. I love it even more so, of course, from the audience and then the fans and the people that make it all happen, that pay for the tickets to come to the shows. But um, when, it, when it's your peer, it's like when you're doing a good job at work and your yeah. homegirl at work is like, girl, you are really killing it this month. Mm -hmm. Like, your numbers are looking amazing. So, but um, I just wanted to, like, do our little recap spill of the weekend. Um, yeah. But again, shout out to her. We're going to be doing a full recap um, next week, we're going to have her back on the guest because she got some rebuttals about what she said in her first interview. If you didn't catch her first interview, go to our second episode, um, the Cardi versus Nikki episode. You're going to hear what she said about Lil Wayne. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Nikki. Yeah. Nikki. Oh, my God. So, we're, what's so the, yeah, so the highlights of the we're week? We're going to transition to highlights of the week. Y'all ready for the highlight of the week? Y'all want to start with a shot? Sure. Shot. Shot, 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 shot. Hey. Yeah, I don't know Are you still that. drinking wine over there? I'm drinking something that's a concoction. <laughs> uh, okay. They're about to start well, cussing um, us out. Get out! <laughs> I done told y'all to stop stepping on my lawn. Wrap it up. <laughs> Listen. All right, so highlight of the week. Gail, do y'all want to start with Gail or y'all want to start with Nikki? No, nah, we was talking about Nikki first. Let's, Let's go, we, go with Nikki. What Nikki, happened? Someone Nikki. calling for the queen. Oh my God! We have summoned her. Oh uh, man! You know uh, what? I'm I'm surprised that Nicki Minaj is still keeping us, you know, keeping her name in our mouths at this point in the game. It's y'all. Y'all keep y'all 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 keep calling for the queen. Listen, you know, we have summoned her. Let me tell y'all something. So pretty much what happened this weekend mm -hmm. in a nutshell. Um, so uh, Miss Petty herself, Queen uh, Nicki Minaj, was with her. She says husband, but I ain't seen no photos or nothing, so I'm going to let her have that. And you know they said she got married because, you know, she had got the um, she had got the marriage certificate. And, you know, you only got 30 days after you get that certificate mm -hmm. to get married. So she was at her 29th day. Mm -hmm. And then she... 
I think she did, did it. Name. The name just sounds so awesome. Petty. Queen Petty. Queen Petty. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think she's just in that point in her life, though, where she's just like, bro, I'm ready to get married. Every All of my exes are happy, you know, you know, relationship-wise. And I think every I've gotten like that before, too. But, yeah, yeah so um, Nicki Minaj and her husband went to some football, um, Super, Super Bowl. Bowl weekend shit. And just was it in Miami? It right? was in Miami. Okay, Miami. Oh, okay. yeah, that reminds me. Okay, so they <laughs> they ran um, they ran into uh, Meek Mill, which is um, Nicki Minaj's ex. They've been uh, away from each other for about four years, but it's been a lot of tension between them. Now, recently, Nicki Minaj has gone, um, you know, on a small hiatus and just taking a break from uncontroversy and stuff like that to kind of you know work on her art. But she ran into um, Meek Mill, and that's when, from the, most of the reports, are saying that Meek Mill said something slick to um, her husband. And that's when things started to get tricky. There, you can go online and see of them arguing, going back and forth. And that's when, um, you know, shit start popping. Uh-huh. So how do you, have you guys ever been in a situation where you were with your current and ran into your ex-boyfriend or girlfriend? Oh, have you? Are you looking at me? Don't look at me, um, have you? You can ask I mean, this first. I don't, not, not ex ex-girlfriend but like ex like like someone i smashed yeah that's happening is that considered times. an ex or is Jesus a <laughs> smash and dash i mean that was you know it's a smash and dash it's still uncomfortable feeling i mean oh <laughs> Uh-oh. no 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 hey, no i mean like because like no we had this bitch as a neighbor yeah yeah no. she was the neighbor a neighbor she lived down the girl next door was the girl next door stairs yeah austin too damn small Listen. Hey, it happens, man. It happens. Oh my God! Yes, that's a story for another day. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> now that he said but that. my only comment is is that they arguing like they got a kid between each other though. You know what? But I think um, it's obviously some unfinished business because when yeah. she released her album Queen, she wrote a song about him called "Come See About Me," and I think the differences between them is because they're it's the same thing with the Chris Brown and Rihanna situation uh-huh. when. I don't, the reason why Rihanna kept going back is because people kept saying, hey, you should break up with them. You know, it's in, it's in the public eye now. And yeah. I feel like they still have a lot of tension and regrets with each other. You, that's the only time you're going to keep having these, these issues. These issues. Because she wrote a song, uh, you know, a couple songs about him called Ganja Burn. And, you know, talking about every time I get high, I think about you. So you can, t- it's, it's obvious that they still have something there. Yeah. But what was so funny about it is she, um, you know, worked on this song called Yikes. And she um, she did like a snippet of it online and she wasn't about to release it. And then people kept saying, you should release this, you should release it. And um, once that fight happened, she decided to release it, but pushed it two days later so that she could revise online. Um, and the line is, bag talk, but ain't got no money, ain't got no mouth for the money when money bag talk. So if y'all don't know, Meek Mills and Moneybag got into it, and apparently Meek Mills ain't had shit to say when Moneybag says something. So I just thought that really? shit was funny. Yes. So um, ah. it's quiet. Ain't no back talk. That's what she ended it off with. And if you watch that video, you see Meek ain't have shit to say once they started pulling up on that ass. Oh, so. my goodness. Listen, because he got Rockefeller money now. I mean, I mean Rock the, Nation money I'm now. like, Rockefeller. I, I mean, listen, I mean if, you, if, you, if you Meek, y'all. though, if you Meek, do you really want the smoke right now? I mean, you just got out of there. You just yeah. got out of jail, sir. Like, you just like, got out of a fire, Shani. He don't want no smoke. And at the end of the day, I think when he first approached her, he was approaching her on some, like, like I'm my bad type shit. And then it got heated, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, or I think I... it was really on some cool stuff. I actually think Meek Mill was even like, sir, do you want to just talk to the side? Um, we mean you could talk personally. Don't do that in public. Yeah, and that's what Meek was saying. Meek was like, I'm not trying to cause the same. Me and you, if you want to talk, we could talk privately. Don't and meet dude with was him. like, no. But my, yeah, but my thing is, like, y'all know Meek Mill has been dragging her name throughout the throughout the you know, yeah. dragging the hell out of her name. But see, I that's really a mutual thing. I, I feel like both of them. They mutually doing that. Like it's, it's like a bad breakup, and they just keep talking shit about each other. But at the end of the day, who they need to talk to is themselves. And I think, they, I think the point is, is that I think Nikki had came up and I think it was like maybe two or three weeks ago she had confront, confronted Meek, and that's when he had said the comment that he had said, it's like, like this, we're not trying to do this for public. And like, I'm just going to go ahead and talk it out. I feel like 
you know, ever since Meek kind of had that Rock Nation thing that going on and everything, he's looking at doing doing things a little bit more differently. You know, you rocking with Jay Z, you go, you got Jay Z and Meg Thee Stallion. Who the care? Like, 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 dude, like, I'm not gonna be trying to fuck up my shit for Young Money Money. I I'm, know. Like, <laughs> listen, I'll be over here at Rock Nation brunches. I'll be I, at Beyonce house. I'm trying to be on the Billy status. A Billy, a Billy, a Billy, not yeah, a Millie. Well, like, the way he was acting on social media and stuff, like if y'all yeah, get time, go to um, scroll through the social media. They was going back and forth the other day. Both of them, like I said, I don't like, I personally just don't like when people argue on Twitter. I know, it's ridiculous. I do feel like, honestly, if they do, like, talk in private, they're going to fucking, and she ain't going to be Mrs. She going to be Mrs. Mills. Exactly. Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Mills. I do believe Because I, I feel like they still want each other, but yeah. I do but too. then Mika, Mika actually came out, he actually, like, sent a shout out to her, though, about the, um about her brother, though. Just recently yeah, too. Which, I don't think that was a shout out. I think that was a shout under. I think that was a fa- I think that was still like a fact though. I think it sounded like it sounded like a hard fact. So yeah, he I don't mentioned think it's a shot. That, that her brother, who was recently indicted and charged and sentenced, was he sentenced? Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Um, <laughs> um that so pretty much um there was he's been charged with um molesting his stepdaughter allegedly um but people were coming at nikki because she paid for his lawyer fees because she allegedly allegedly paid for you know lawyer fees or whatnot but here's my thing because you know you want to throw shots at first of all she didn't molest anybody she you you know but she's never spoken publicly about it you don't know what she's going through you know what i'm saying you don't know what you know how she really feels about it. Yeah, I've had situations where I've had a cousin or a friend who was in some not no molestation shit, but on some jail shit like right. murder charges or some shit like that, and yeah. you're just like, damn, free free Pookie, but you like, damn Pookie, did you do that? Pookie, did you really run up in them folks' uh, house? You know what I'm saying? So it's it's yeah, tricky, I and I think it's inappropriate yeah. for yeah. you. To, I think it's inappropriate for anybody to then look at the sibling, the sibling, and be like, you know, and start attacking her. You know what I'm saying? You so, know, that's what celebrities deal with, though. You know, it's still it's inappropriate. But though. I mean, I don't know if it's, it's an attack, though. I mean, if I, if you first put like this, if your brother was like uh, accused allegedly of raping somebody or molesting somebody, and I end up becoming then, famous, this is a, this, they're going to attach it to me. And then hold on, regardless, not even that to be attached. I'm saying just the fact that if I say, well, you were over there supporting your brother while he again was. On trial for rape. I mean, that's not necessarily a lie. That's a fact. You necessarily were over there supporting your brother. Whether yeah. it's good or right in his own mind, you did it. I don't think... Right. <laughs> but my thing is, you were sleeping with her this whole time. So if you really felt that anxious about it, then you obviously should... If, if I felt... If I was in a relationship and my significant other had a sibling or someone close to them that was raping somebody, and I knew for a fact they were raping them, and you were still supporting them in any ways, I'm going to, you know, remove myself from that situation because I don't play when it comes to that shit. You I'm going to report it, probably. I can't yeah, and lie. You, and you want to wait until you well, mad at her to say something? Like, no. Nah. That's a tricky situation because, again, you said it's her sibling. Yeah. And so that same standpoint, got you got to hold that same type of standpoint. Like, it's her sibling. So it's like, it's one of those messes where you like, I just know I can't really be around you. Like, right. I care about you, understand what you're doing. Right. But in the same instance, it's like, it's just hard for me to deal with because it's like, this is a hard situation, period. My, yeah, my only, like I said, my only problem with that situation with anybody talking about her is just like, y'all don't know what's going on behind closed doors. And we have to, I mean, I know people like to throw in, oh, well, she's, you know, she's famous. And, you know, at some point, when any one of us can become famous. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. And they're going to do the same thing to us. But we I'm have to be to honest, stop, they really are. I feel like we have to stop normalizing these to these celebrities. Yeah, like, no, no, like, no, it's not know, right. Oh, yeah, it's definitely goes, not right. I don't agree with it It goes back sure. to that first episode, separating uh, the art from the, the artist. Artists, yeah. Like, this is definitely is not necessarily any of her work or any of her situation. It's just that she's affiliated by association. But it's kind of like... Like when you watch for, the first 48 and the guy that was just driving the car who dropped the people off is going to get charged with eight years, too. Because, again, he's guilty by association. association and that's just yeah. the type of society that we have. It's it, unfortunate. Yeah, that's though. like when you were a kid and your your little cousin get hurt and you was at home watching them. You get the community ass whooping. Yeah. Oh, it's because you was there. It's all well, part of the jujitsu. Yeah, system. but it, it's still messed up. So, like I said, I, I try to look at it from the... I try to humanize everybody, and, and you, especially when it comes uh-huh. to something like that. I'm not humanizing the, the, the rapist. Right. But I'm humanizing the people around them because it's, like I said... It's, it's not even them. It's, it's not... It's not fair. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Makes I sense. said, it, it's not fair. Um, it was something else I have to say. God damn it. Oh, and the other thing I was going to tell you on that one, because actually this is the other thing I was going to say. Is, oh, I've You think you're going to actually tell Queen, uh, Queen Nikki here how to you know do and mute, move and use her own money? 
No, they wouldn't tell the next person. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, and then she said that she was like, okay, you want to say that I'm supporting him or not, but at what point are you going to tell the people that they were also um, threat, um, trying to, some like blackmail her and say some like, will, no. The family of the girl who, you know, was getting raped was like, if you give us $20 million, we'll make this all go away. You know what I'm saying? Then it's just like, okay, now it's... You, now it sounds kind of suspicious. It's, little, it's suspicious. It's little, That's why I say yes, don't. you should motives. never throw jabs at somebody like that because you never know how that could affect them. But what I was going to say is that reminds me of Ashanti. If anybody don't remember about Ashanti, Ashanti was one of the biggest selling artists, if mm-hmm. not the biggest selling artists of 2002 and 2003. Like She was selling more records than Beyonce. Mm-hmm. But when she was um, with the Murder, Inc. And, and they got they, taken down. They got taken down. All of her endorsements, even though she had nothing to do with that, all of her endorsements dropped. She had movies planned. Um, uh, she had tours planned. Everybody pulled away just because she was associated with them, even though she was a woman that had nothing to do nothing. with the, the men who was involved. Nor did she that probably stuff. even know you know, the extent she, of everything. She was oh, never like, able to come back from I feel that. like that only affects certain people, too. Like, for, like, like, I would say, you know, people like us, you know, because you think about it, you know, that didn't happen in, in the office. You know, everybody that was guilty by association ended up being innocent by association. But we talking about that's the the presidential the presidential um the um impeachment trial. Oh okay. We, yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm just saying about about being guilty by association. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I feel oh, like. Man, you just. Yeah, I'm sorry. It was. It's, I, I know I went two off the. Two sheets in the wind almost, man. <laughs> hey man. <laughs> like, do, no, hey, I, yeah, but it's. I feel like it's a it's just like reserved for certain people like it like sucks. and that's what's the unfortunate part about it though, and especially with Nikki in this situation, it was actually you know one of those situations where it affected her too as well. Yeah, so. yeah, well, shout out to Nikki, man. Um, this was a week of Yikes for show um, for her. Y'all make sure y'all download her album, new song called Yikes, just dropped the other day, um, as well as Yikes for all the goddamn feedback with her and goddamn Meek Mills, man. That was a yikesy situation. Um, I do want to transition because I know Super Bowl, we were talking about all the shit that happened there, but did y'all hear about that stranded stripper? I don't think it was stripper. It was strippers. <laughs> it was strippers, plural, plural. Oh, it was multiple strippers. Multiple strippers were stranded. Like, I thought it was just one. Nah. So the one. story was, if I'm if I read it correctly, is a girl went down to the Super Bowl. She was flewed out. She um, was treated the whole weekend. You know, she didn't have to pay for rooms or anything. She was pretty much taken care of. And then <clears throat> when it was time to go home, I guess because she didn't come up off of no cooter. Um, dude left her, and she was stranded in Miami. What? Yes. Now, oh, okay. how hmm. stupid is that? Because you are, what's your mama to always tell you? You make sure you have enough money to get your ass home. Yeah. I don't give a damn where in the world you are. Yeah. You make sure you got enough money this to get your ass home. This is why I don't, when, I don't even, like, I take my car when we like, we like, hey, we all about to go out to the club. I'm driving my own car. Yes, because I hate <laughs> to be on somebody else's time, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, damn it, let me be stranded. That's, no, no. I man. did that before, though. I actually, I actually flew out to a place, didn't have no return oh. ticket. Actually, I flew out to a whole different country. <laughs> okay. You you living life on the edge, edge. Bless hey, his heart. Hey, man, paycheck to paycheck. Hey, now if y'all support <laughs> like this podcast, it'd be a different story. <laughs> we, then we can get flued out everywhere. You know what exactly. I'm saying? And worry, don't have to worry about a safe return. Yeah. Oh, but see, I had a plan, though. See, that's the thing. You gotta Again, you got to have a backup. So I already knew like I had money coming in that was guaranteed money coming in. But when you're stripping, that ain't necessarily guaranteed money. Unless you dare twerking that ass. I mean, <laughs> I do feel like strippers should get paid by the hour. You know, they that should. happened in <laughs> um, Future, though, right? Remember, um, he had a girl. Um, he had flew this Instagram model out there, and she was just like, "Well, I didn't want to have sex." She was like, "Oh, I'm good, love, enjoy, bitch, bye." But wait, is that wrong? <laughs> that's the question I want to ask. Bitch, if I'm flying you out, bitch, you giving me some coochie, period. See, that's my question. <laughs> hey, that is why. A, that's that's a general question that's though. It, Everybody talks about that though. Exactly my point is I'm getting to it. All right. So, Not to sound rapey. Wait, <laughs> listen, <laughs> you don't no, have no. to, but I'm assuming that you're gonna give me some coochie. See, that's the assumption. And why is it that a man would assume that you're gonna get some pussy because you flew me out? Like that doesn't guarantee that doesn't lock in pussy. You know what I'm saying? That locks in the arrival of the pussy. I agree. That doesn't mean that you're going to get a chance to play with it. At least he said, okay, fine, then go home. I I, I agree. There's something. There's got to be some personal fault there. You going to give me that? I'm sorry. There's personal (laughs) fault there. Because, like, it's one thing if, like, we're talking about it and then you come up and do that bullshit after I didn't flew you out. But it's another thing if I ain't never really mentioned it. And and I'm just, like, trying to shoot my shot and be like, now you're here. And you're like, no, I'm celibate. I've been celibate for, for, um, 
two years. See, cognitive dissonance, because if I'm an Instagram model and a rapper, future to, it's not like Andre 3000 or like Childish Gambino flew me up. This is future. Uh-huh. This is, um, this this is, um, what's that damn song? This is, um. Hey, baby mama's in future. Yeah. Oh. Th- this is Percocet, Molly Percocet, chase a yes. chase, never chase a bitch. Yes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm going to assume that, you know, I just think it was cognitive dissonance. Like, bitch, you go, like, bitch, you, this is a fling. It's not, we not, no, yeah, so. Yeah, I think it's wrong. I think it's wrong to expect, because let me tell you, if I invite invite a guy over to my house to just kick it and chill, I'm not expecting dick. No, 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 that's different. You see what I'm saying, You flew me out. I mean, but still, a visit is a visit. But on the real, though, she should have had a backup plan. Because that, that, to me, it sounds like she was also trying to play the system, too. Absolutely. Yeah, she was trying to get yeah. like, That's why I said, bitch, how you going to come? Who comes Karma is a, a bitch. Yeah, yeah, well, and especially when it comes to, you know, you know, you're trying to get some pussy. Karma's definitely a bitch. Yeah. So. But we don't know if that man dig didn't work. So let's just not. For the future, because he do be high. So I don't see how these dudes be on Molly's, Percocet's, Zanny's, and be and think your dick go be woke too, bitch. I want to sleep too. Shit, sleep, sleep. The Dead fuck? sleep. I'm not fucking <laughs> <laughs> I fuck? cannot. Okay, we have, to, we have to do better. We have to do better. Um, another highlight we, we ran across this week. Ooh, y'all ready for this? Ooh. Go ahead. Ooh, Gail motherfucking kid. You said her name wrong. Mm. Gail, that trifling ass. Funky ass. ass. <laughs> Monkey mouth. Long face Long ass. titty face ass. All right. According to, <laughs> we're going to say according to, 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 what's his name? Oh, that was loud. Oh I'm so God. sorry. We was like, oh, You're no. Kill every listener's ears. <laughs> I jumped and grabbed this man. Uh, I know we were dead ass on Friday the 13th. Are you already cheating on me already? All right. No. Th- <laughs> oh, no. Oh, uh, this is crazy. No, I'm so I'm so sorry. Hey, 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 hey. No, hey. you're good. But uh, <laughs> according to Snoop, her Snoop. I don't want to make it look like we're calling her this, but that's oh, how I called her. Those that. are Snoop no. words. But um, how do we feel about this? As a matter of fact, I think we actually have a piece of the interview. Do we? We have the interview. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play the clip that everybody's talking about. All right. Yeah. So you can put your headphones bunk headphones back on, listeners. Yes, please, Lord. He gonna kill us this time. All right. So we about to run that clip. We're gonna see what we think. It's been said that his legacy is complicated because of a sexual assault charge, which was dismissed in 2003, 2004. Is it complicated for you as a woman, as a WNBA player? It's not complicated for me at all. Even if there's a few times that we've been at a club at the same time, Kobe's not the kind of guy, never been like, you know, Lisa, go get that girl or tell her or send her this. Mm-hmm. I have other NBA friends that are like that. Mm-hmm. Kobe's, he, he was never like that. I just never see, have ever seen him being the kind of person that would be, do something to violate a woman or be aggressive in that way. I, that's just not the person that I know. But Lisa, you wouldn't see it though. As his friend, you wouldn't see it. And that's possible. Mm-hmm. I, I just, it's just, I just don't, I just don't believe that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying things didn't yeah. happen. I just don't believe that things didn't happen with force. Is it even a fair question to talk about it, considering he's no longer with us and that it was resolved? Or is it really part of his history? I think that the media should be more respectful um, at this time. It's like if you had questions about it, you've had many years to ask him that. I don't think it's something that we should keep hanging over his legacy. I mean, he went to, it went to trial. Yeah, but the case, it was dismissed because the victim in the case refused to testify. So it was dismissed. And I think that that's how we should leave it. It is interesting to me how deeply his, his death has affected so many different types of people. Why do you think people are so deeply affected, in many cases, by a man they did not know? I really think it's the idea that you rooted for him or you didn't. But that was an emotion evoked either way. Wow, 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 wow. I don't like that. I don't either. I felt like she asked the same question in different ways. She was. She clearly made her feel very uncomfortable. Yes. It's like I said um, about earlier about humanizing people. Mm-hmm. You may feel how you feel about somebody, but right. somebody's brother, somebody's cousin, somebody's father, somebody's friend, Somebody's hero 
just died. Bitch, have some fucking class. Absolutely. I don't care. I, I can't even call that real journalism. It's not. Because that's some bullshit. Yeah, you were pressing. You were definitely pressing, and Snoop Dogg was not happy about that, and neither was the black delegation. So. Exactly. I 1,000% agree. I think she was wrong as fuck. Um, I also believe that um, when a person is dead and we mention the things that were not even held up in the court of law, and they're not here to represent themselves or respond, I have to question, is it justice or is it revenge that I we're I think seeking? she was just basically trying to, you know, she was trying it because, like this, this is Gail King, right? So yes. let's think about her last major interviews. Was it? R. Kelly. Jesse Smollett. And R. Kelly. That's what I'm and saying. She's just R. Kelly and Jesse. Why, like, why hasn't she got to Harvey Weinstein? Uh, it, it's, yeah, that's part of it. Period. Or Dr. Luke. Who is that? Dr. Luke is pop producer. He made all your favorite um, pop songs from Katy Perry to Kesha. He, uh, oh, the yeah. one who had issues with Kesha. Yeah, Kesha I don't see you having uh, Dr. Luke on there. Oh, yeah. my God. I heard stories about him. I just feel like she is definitely reaching. She was trying to find something out of the, trying to find like a way to try to get that across, at least try to put it out there for people to be like, well, still, he's a rapist. And at the end of the day, like, that's not the case. Like, the fact that, you know, you were talking about how, like, Nikki and her brother and everything are showing support for that. And, you know, allegedly, like, that's an alleged situation. Like, yeah. it's like, he was never charged. He was never charged. He was actually not convicted. That's a, you know, that's a at whole different ever. story. You know, and, and so. And she apparently, if you actually knew the case, we were all so young and probably not really in tune with all of this back in the day. But let me tell you, some interesting facts about the case were, A, her friends were going to testify against her. B, she was not a credible witness, which is why the charges ended up getting dropped because she refused to testify because she was lying, allegedly. Mm -hmm. So I think, uh, I think they also found what other um, two uh, up, multiple, two, multiple Siemens, Siemens. Yeah. Which means there's a train ran somewhere. True, true. I'm just saying. So there was a lot of facts to the story, which I felt like were not really released. I feel like in the victim culture right now that we're into, it's like, it's nothing, like, I don't want to say nothing this bad about victims. I don't feel like that. But I feel like, like, people don't dig enough. First, they didn't dig enough into the person committing the crime. Now they dig right. so hard into the person committing the crime that they don't even look into the victims. That the actually one who's to, a legend. That's actually making a story. And again, that's still not justice. That's still not actually, you know, a complete story. Because, again, when it comes to stories mm -hmm. or the truth, you know, you have that person's story, the other person's story, and the actual truth. Yep. Right. And that's what we're supposed to do as, you know, people that are supposed to be their peers that are judging the situation. We're supposed to be the ones to be able to kind of look at them and be like, all right, I heard your story and their story. Now let me try to piece these facts up the best way I can. Because, again, I'm not the person that was there to see what happened. And I feel like when it comes to the victims, I mean, you know, I think, was it Kendrick Lamar, you know, the one in front of the gun lives forever? Yeah. Like that's one the, in front of the gun lives forever. Like that's some shit right there. Yeah, but my th and you know, that was actually a really good point. And like I said, um, bottom line, when you have a platform, just like we have a platform now, you are res you need to be held responsible for the things you say. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And the thing is, you inflicted harm on people by saying these things. Like people were emotionally, you know, um attacked by you know what you were saying like he just died in the most gruesome way uh, 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 like he hasn't even had a burial yet he ain't probably even all the way dead yet like like girl yes, calm down too, too much you know he's he died with his daughter and you felt that it was uh, okay to bring up pretty much what was at this point since he was in charge girl it was a rumor Exactly. Yeah, it's still too new. It's still it's too new. It's too new. I don't think it'll ever be okay because the thing is, you are tarnishing his legacy because or I didn't know to. anything about that. Now, I, you know, while I'm mourning his death, now I'm just like, in the back of my head, I'm like, did he rape that girl? And it's off of a rumor well, that you don't even know. The more I watch media nowadays, mm -hmm. I actually kind of want to take a step back and I like, I look at yep. how the people who actually do, like the, the people that they're actually accusing of all this, and I'm just like, why can't people just make a mistake? People do make mistakes. Like, we're human beings. Like, no one is perfect. No one has all the answers. So to expect someone that is just barely getting to that point, because most of the people that are actually in these types of positions of power, this is like new wealth. This is new rich. You know, they're, they're right. getting used to this for the first time. I mean, you got to think about it. They're still probably in our same mindset as people like us in the everyday, you know, situations and stuff. So to me, it doesn't make any sense that, you know, 
that we actually look at it like that and we'd be like, you know what, we're going to judge them because they are in that type of situation and in that power. Yeah, it's, it, it was just unfair. And to, to ask somebody like who, I can only imagine, I don't give a damn if my friend is famous or not, or I'm famous or not, if my friend just died and you're going to ask me in front of the world how I felt about something that he was an allegation. What well, was an allegation about that? You know, that's tearing down his character. He just died with his daughter. Has like, his spirits even gone to the ever after? Nah, no. To, you like give him a break. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't. Right. It was you know, Gail and Oprah gay asses. I'm gay. I can say this. Gail and Oprah <laughs> gay asses. He's like, I got my pass. I'm sick of them. I was almost gonna say this in a show, but I was gonna go over my limit. Yes. But like, I'm I'm really sick of them, and you know. One more thing, that, you know, I'll, I'll just, you know, say my little last oh, thoughts good, on it. Good. Y'all know I ramble. <laughs> when it comes to Gail and Oprah and a lot of these billionaires, uh-huh. and millionaires, hell, even thousandaires, niggas who just moved to the suburbs and thinking they're doing better. You get, sometimes people get very detached, detached. from the culture. Because oh um, Ava DuBernay is, the, you know, she's the girl who made, the lady who made the... I love her. Um, um, she made I that movie with the kid, the kid movie. Yes. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it was... Um, I can't even think of it. Ava did a lot. She did, did a lot. And she works for Oprah as well. So I know they're good Judy's as well. But um, she uh, got upset because people were calling her, you know, the young people were calling her auntie. Mind you, she's been making some great things oh, for I the culture. This. And she was just like, don't call me auntie. I'm not your auntie. And mind you, that's okay. You you know, if you don't want somebody to call you, she's yourself, responsible that's okay. for a uh, Selma and a wrinkle in time. Yes. There you go, wrinkle in time. Um, yeah. And the, uh, the 13th. 13th, that's a, that's a very good one. 13th was, on Netflix? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was another one. Jesus Christ, and I can't think of it. Uh, but, like, people are feeling very close to her culturally. Central Park 5. Central Park 5, yeah. I knew it, Al. When they see us. When they see us. When they us. see us. Yes, that's what it okay, is. Yeah. Yeah, so pretty much what, you know, what, what I was trying to say with that is she pretty much was just like, I don't like when, you know, these people are calling me auntie. I'm not, you know, you don't know me, da 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 which is fine. If you yeah. don't like me calling you whatever, then it, it is what it is. Right. But Oprah, you know, and Gail decided to chime in and says, I don't like that as well. But Oprah took it a step farther. It was just like the only people who are allowed to even call me that are, you know, my daughters in Africa. So uh... here's my thing. <laughs> I honestly feel that it's not that she's anti. These people are, and I'm going to say not Ava because I love Ava. Yeah. Not that they're um, Oprah. I'm going to just say Oprah and Gail Winfrey's. I think they're anti-black American because why is it that you can, you, you don't mind if these, you know, the little girls in Africa call you auntie or mom or anything like that? Because uh-huh. the thing is, this is, you know, how we're all connected as black people. Africans across the, of the diaspora, the way we show respect uh-huh. is by calling you some auntie or, oh, that, that's, that's Uncle Snoop. In German. Yeah. It's, for, it's just like, it's okay if they say it, but when we say it, you don't like it. You don't feel attached to us. Mm, you know what I'm saying? We're say no that. different than them. You know what I'm say saying? That. So that's how I felt, uh, you, know, I've, you know, I feel about when it comes to Oprah and Gail and why I don't really fancy them. And like I said, I don't like what the hell they're doing to Monique right now. Kiss my ass. That. I hate that. Kiss my ass. Because Monique is real, dog. I can't lie. Monique is the real deal, dog. She's done she done nothing but try to speak out. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? We don't know what the fuck is going on in Hollywood. But know. she knows. She's paving a way for somebody like you and I. Because you know we got she, some big ass yes, motherfucking mouth. And mouth. we say what the fuck we and need I, to say. And I baby, my first tour is going to be, I said what the hell I, I said. said. Okay, period. Yeah, I, because like I, I hate that in comedy, honestly. I hate the fact that comedians are are pretty much censored because like yes. what makes comedy funny is the fact you can you know it's it's the most fucked up shit that you can laugh about. And what a couple of years ago was it Tracy Morgan? He had said something. Uh huh. And I remember when he had said something, pretty much his the whole you know the whole community was against Tracy Morgan. And I feel like. When it comes down to it, some people just say stupid shit. They just say stupid shit. You know, I can't say that everybody thinks about what they say before they say it. No. Right, like that guy who just fucked up. What was his name? That comedian who just made a joke about Kobe way too soon and everybody was trying to kill him? Child. 
Ari? Ari? I don't even know. I'm not Ari Spears. No, not Ari Spears. I think his name is Ari. Is he black? No, he's white. Okay, see, and, that and he has been canceled. Okay, good. You know how I feel about he cancellation. He has been canceled. Yes, yeah, I don't like cancel. Yeah, you got canceled for just saying one thing. So. Oh my God! No, you don't understand how terrible it was. He made fun of Kobe's death yeah, the no, day after. I don't even like somebody even said. Um, okay. I remember. Yeah, um, no, he is canceled. Like even the comedians canceled him. Somebody made an Aaliyah joke and I didn't like it. Somebody said, um, what, "What was saying. Aaliyah's biggest hit?" And there goes the ground. And I'm like, bro, I want you to go to the deepest part of hell. Oh, my God. That is horrible. Like, and I, I can Ugh. still feel the shock. I can I still mean, feel I the could, shock. I could see Get slapped. The, Get I could, slapped. I could see the joke in it. And I also see how hard that could be. How, like, how intent negative that could be. And impact. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Your intent was to make a fucked up joke yeah, about that was her. Like, and yeah. the impact is enough for me, dog. Yeah. Ugh. No. That's no. Now, you can say that about Bobby Brown. Wait, what? What was his biggest hit? The pipe. Say something different. Yeah, because he's still alive. Use your shit he can come back from that. You, you know, know what I'm saying? saying? Aaliyah can't come back and cap on your ass. Uh-uh. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you gotta yeah. stop hating my boy Bobby, man. Bobby, Bobby and I was would doing it. Cancel it if Bobby were to die. <laughs> I cancel that joke. I'd yeah. be like, this is what I used to say when he was alive. Child, I didn't. You know, uh, baby, I didn't get told to clock out early for going off on motherfuckers for talking about feel- Michael Jackson. You like, I'm you don't go to home. Tell you. You can- like, I you know, love Michael. Yeah, actually, it's funny when you talk about a person when they're alive, and then unless you were really close to that person, it's not funny to talk about them. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. That's culturally, a fact. Like, I could see, like, Shaq cracked a joke about Kobe. I could probably laugh about that shit because, you know. Because they I, fought before. Yeah. I know where they're coming from. Know exactly what, like, I know that he knows that person. And it, it, like at the end of the day, it's Kobe the would be like, yeah, it makes sense. And if you want to make a Kobe, so this is the art of comedy. And that's why I say, like, if you are a comedian, it ha- you have to think about your end. Trust me, I have some fucked up jokes that I'd be wanting to say, but I'm like, Ooh, don't we? <laughs> I'd be like, bro, no. I, am I saying this because I want to bring laughter to her or if I'm just talking shit about them? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If he would have made a joke like something um, funny that or s- silly or stupid that Kobe did and be like, ha, 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 you know, like we do at funerals. Right. Like when you go on funerals, like your intent is to say something nice and maybe bring a, a smile out of the family. Exactly. You don't go on there like, damn, this bitch really died in a car accident. You'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. you could tell. I could still see it on him. Like, yeah, no, like, you no, don't it's do that. Your intent is to, you know, you yeah, have to, I remember ahead. that because, like, put it this like, my thing is like, um, like my grandma, she passed away last year, um, for her wake. I went in there and I just told the story of how she ran over my leg. That's true. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. True story. Like, true, yeah, that's a funny ass story, but yes. still. <laughs> Man, like, I feel like, yeah, you're right about the intent. Mm-hmm. Like, intent does matter a lot for a lot of things. And a lot of times, like, I feel like, some people's intentions are really just to piss someone else off and they don't give a fuck. And there's more people that don't give a fuck than people that do care that's nowadays. That's the selfishness of it all. Yeah. You I, know, I that's I, when you try to make things about you. You try to make you know? it about you and you, like I said, it's a, it's a, it's an art form. So you just, so no, you can't just say whatever. Just like when Kevin Hart, when they first, when they first, you know, got on his ass. Yeah. And he changed. He said, sorry, it wasn't funny. I changed my ways and he moved forward and it's okay. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Cause the joke he said it was kind of sh- it was like it wasn't funny. You like bitch, kids are really killing themselves. Da, 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 da. Yeah. But like you can there wasn't that it, we didn't say that straight people can't make gay jokes, but where is it coming from? Cause I've been in I've been in clubs um where they would see that oh I was gay or whatnot, and then all of a sudden they got so much gay, gay material. jokes. Let me tell yeah. you something, bitch. This is a gay nigga from Detroit. I will whip. That ass. First of all, any gay nigga will whoop your ass. So I'm gonna just tell you right now, so you're clear of the gay. I remember the one time I, I, told, I had told a woman I was gay. I was like, man, I'm gay. I had told her that, and she's like, no, you're not. And I was just trying to do because I really wanted to break up with her, but I didn't want to break her heart. So, so you <laughs> told her you were gay. That's funny. I like, that's bold. <laughs> it's fucked up. Like, but that's like when you ran out of all like resources. You're exactly. Like, you know what, bitch? This is like, it. Like, look, look. <laughs> I like. Boobies. We like the same things. Okay. Let me just just like. It's not that we don't got anything in common. We, we she, got too I know much she wasn't white, was she? Oh, she was black. Cause child, I remember. Yeah, was, you know, white people would be like, "It's okay. We're all just a little gay. Like, we can do it together." <laughs> not a black bitch, but all right, bitch. We'll get your like, candy ass over. No, Listen, she, she was crazy. No, white though. people don't find nothing gay. You, yeah. no, she was crazy. Could pull like this. You know. You know. You know. You know. Hold on. You know she's crazy when she pull up to your mama house. She pull up. Not. 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 Not arrive or show up but pull up she pull up to my mama house talking shit hopped out of the car talking mega shit i was like oh no she gotta go uh-uh. she gotta go uh-uh. what the fuck yeah is she you doing? can't do that at the mama's 
see. Yeah, no. <laughs> we carry in our family, so. Oh, uh, no. Try. See, I need to do that. Try, try, try. We like to shoot. It's too much black on black crime, man. Can't listen, do that. Listen. I know, right? Listen. We can't well, all be here. Oh, yeah. You know what? You wanted to talk about, I don't know if you wanted to bring that up here what? to start that, the artist, of the artist of the Month. Oh, my God. So, y'all, y'all have got to check out this artist. His name is Yellow Pain. I think I got a clip of the song. Oh my God! Please play a clip of the song. Yeah, I hope it's the most important clip of the song. Um, we're gonna start doing the artist of the month, or maybe even the artist of the week. I'm not really sure yet. We're gonna figure that out behind the scenes. But um, I definitely want to shine some light on this artist because I believe this is one, gonna be one of the most fire songs you will hear to start off your decade. Yellow pain. This is um, it's called My Vote Don't Count. Yellow is uh, Y E L L O pain P A N E P A I N. I'm sorry. But I kept hope all them nights. You see business in my city? Yeah, they closed all them twice. I was just riding down Salem, all them damn potholes I can't drive. I know y'all can fix it faster, but I know y'all won't try. Don't I know y'all can fix it faster, but I know y'all won't try. Don't nobody care about us. And that's why I don't vote. Voted for Obama back in 2012. I remember that's when I had hope. He was saying, yes, we can. And everybody got less food stamps. And when I turned 21, I was still broke. I'd never vote again. I don't think I ever had a president make my life better. Did it all on my own. Ain't no politician ever do a nice gesture. I don't even know the man's name. I ain't never seen her one time ever. Tell me how she gonna help the city. What I'm supposed to do, write letters? What I'm supposed to do, blame Trump? He ain't never really gave up. Ain't nobody raised minimum wage. None of these jobs pay enough. I think they just want to keep us broke. Cause they ain't putting nothing in place for us. This how all my people feel. But we got to learn. We complained enough. Let me change it up. Everything I just said, everybody I know think the same way. See, they don't want to see us vote. And we never do. So we see the same thing. But all our votes really do count. And they'll never really let it show. So now I'm finna break it down. Cause if I don't, you would probably never know. First thing first. You know, back in middle yeah. school when they told me. Um... Dope ass song, man. Dope, dope, I dope like ass that. song. I like the flow. You, I'm, and man, go you gotta hear the the the. It was another clip in there where he talks about how um, we needed to be voting for the House of Senate and Congress because those are the people that make the laws, and in in actuality, the president is the one who just gets him on the desk and say yes or no to him. I want to make sure everybody does do the video justice. Check out the yellow pane. My vote doesn't count. It's, yes, it's Y E L L O. P A I N. One word. Uh, one word. He got um, yellow hair. I like. He him. has yellow hair. This dude. He's from black Ohio. Man, he's amazing. You guys uh, gotta check out the song. One of the major voting states. And if yeah, wanna... it's gonna teach you. He. This song taught me. Okay, and oh. I'm, I'm a student of life. So, man. yo, I have to share this with y'all. Voting is important, especially after what just happened recently here. Yeah. You know why? This, let me tell you this. This is why it's important. Yeah. As far as like voting for, well, I guess it was the legislative legislative side of um, the Um, If you the let government. a song play, I would have knew. <laughs> I mean, the executive is the presidential. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's the legislative, legislative side. Yeah, yeah, so because is a judge. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So put like this. Because of the legislative slot, side of things, that is exactly why the impeachment trial didn't go the way that most people were That hoping. we wanted it. Mm -hmm. Because... Again, let's just this, 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 this take a look at the numbers. You had like 48 votes against, I mean, 48 votes for impeachment, 52 that were against impeachment, all right? So the 52 that were against impeachment were basically a representation of like a best of, of what? I think it was like 30,000 or 30 million less Americans than it was than the actual uh, 48 that actually did the vote um, for impeachment. And that's the same people that we voted for, the legislators, the ones who made that decision and made those, 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 you know, choices for us. And then if we had more people that were actually out there voting, making those decisions, then, you know, we would have not had that type of situation. I agree, man. You know what I'm saying? We got to get our ass out there and vote. Um, that song talks about everything from uh, minimum wage, uh, the road conditions, um, child support. Uh, custody of your children. That song, in three minutes of your life, you are going to learn the most you've probably learned in your whole life broken down to you in lame's form. So definitely check that out. Um, we are about to get ready to paint the studio. Y'all excited? Woo, woo. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're trying to get a different ambiance of the studio, so we are painting. I'm so excited because I'm extra lit already. Um, I'm ready for the food to be delivered. Did you know you're getting food 
Yeah, uh. shout out to Jesse. Um, he's gonna make a shambalaya. Ooh. Mm. So nice. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Um, this about wraps up our show. Anybody got any closing words or anything? Um, look, you know, love each other. Yes. Treat people how you want to be treated. You know, humanize yes. people and um, follow me on fucking Instagram. Follow us on Instagram, social media, um, Facebook, and Twitter um, at That Ratchet Show. We have uh, photos posted from our last episode. Um, you're going to find some behind-the-scenes footage there. You're going to find um, little skits and stuff, content. That's where you'll be able to find us on Instagram and Twitter, That Ratchet Show. Come and check us out. Make sure you follow us. We'll follow you back. Oh, yeah. Photos, videos, all that. Yes, sir. Okay, and then of course, uh, you want to do think? we? Are we gonna do our outro song today? That uh, I've been begging well, you for. Yeah, for so weeks. we got a we got a little outro. Um, so it's um definitely two dope brothers presents um casino. Uh, so who is two dope brothers? Two dope brothers. Um, I am one half of two dope brothers. Okay, so it's you and your brother. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, okay, okay. Word, word. Actually, yeah, that's the English translation. Okay. Yeah. I just want to see who they are, <laughs> who the artists are. Um. But okay. um, oh yeah, the uh, artist on this song is gonna be Casino. Casinos the artist. But it's um you gonna get some, of course. Yes. So thank you guys for tuning in. This is a Ratchet and Ratchet show. If you don't already know, it's your girl comedian Tamika Monroe. It's your boy Explicit Brody. And it's the one and only Follow Fresh. And we out. Thank y'all for tuning in. Bye. All right. I got something special for you. Yeah. What's Gucci, baby? They call me the mayor. That booty, baby, would make Stevie Wonder stay. I couldn't help but notice the way that you work your home. Don't know that you be stopping that traffic and make them home, home, fat, back. Yeah, you got it. Don't give a damn, girl, if you bought it. Make it clap and I'll applaud it. Shake it, make them get retarded. Like it, like it. You even got them dikes. Sweating, you ready to buy you every new pair of Nikes. Now, I might lick, but I don't trick. But I can guarantee you this. I can make monkeys do flips on my stick. Look at you. Mm-hmm. Lord have mercy. Quit acting birthday. Let's go back to your place. Cause if you want it, you gon' get some dick today. You gon' get some dick right today. Right. You gon' get some dick today. You gon' get some dick right today. Mm-hmm. Have it your way. Boom. I wrap it up 